Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. It came out, huh? Yes, it did, Randy. And the Odyssey <laughs> continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host right over there, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B. And Randy, Lot B minus. Yes. How are you today? I am, I'm hot, man. It's so hot here in Northern California. It has got to be, it's got to be 70 something. It's got to be in the like mid to high 70s at least. It's, it's uh, a solid, solid 85 out here in, uh, in, in Robbieville. Oof, yeah, I couldn't live where you live. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, I'm well. Uh, I, I, I have been meaning to tell you, I've, I've got a little thing. Like five weeks ago, I saw a note on the screen, a request from a, a, an audience member. And I've never addressed it, and I think I might address it here today. We'll see if there's time on the show. Uh, so I'll try and remember to do that. But other than that, I'm super excited to keep going on Spicy. We have yet again broached into into wine, so super excited about that, man. You, you didn't use broached correctly, and um, you're, uh, yeah. so, so you're, you're bringing up this thing, and you're just going to drop it like that? Is that just a tease? Are you teasing? It's a tease. Yeah, teasers like, and rumors. I'm, absolutely. I'm, all, I'm all about the teasers and rumors. Absolutely. I'm Mike Harvey. Everything's going well over here at the dojo. Uh, go ahead and hit that share button um, if you're watching live, that is. Uh, actually, you can hit that share button whenever you want. I don't know if it's there if you're not. Is it there if they're not watching live? These are all good questions. Go ahead hit that share button. Yeah, share it with your, uh, with your uh, friends and family. Let them know what you do in your spare time. Uh, we are here, Randy. We are almost wrapping up. Spicy segment of season three. Um, we are smoking a cigar. My review of the cigar came out. Check it out on CigarDojo.com. That came out today. Oddly enough, who would have thought? Little midweek miracle, Randy. I actually wrote a review. And wow, wow. And Jordan posted the review right there. You guys ever have that happen? I just, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the end of the show. I just burned myself severely. Um, you guys ever do that where, where you like let go of the lighter and the flames still the torch is still lit and mm, you set it yes. down and then you put your hand over it and then you realize you just cauterized your hand even though there's nothing open well that's uh randy that is a, a lighter from uh, looks like it's from our sponsor that might be a workers comp issue uh, <laughs> let's uh let's make sure we're recording this for uh for uh, for any uh, legal battles that we may have I'm going to check in with the boys at the Dojo Dugout. How's everything going out there in Colorado? Ah, things are going good, guys. We're psyched to be on Flavor Odyssey tonight. I'm this, spicy! This, this could prove to be an interesting uh, pairing. I'm always up for the wine pairings, as you guys know. I'm a big wine guy, so I'm looking forward to this for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I uh, I inadvertently, um, <clears throat> well, not inadvertently. I, I basically went and just grabbed a bottle of wine from the store, kind of like everybody else does. I just picked it based on the label. And I was hoping to get something that had a little bit of a black pepper spice to it. This does not. It is very fruit forward. So it's going to be uh, an interesting an interesting evening, Randy. Uh, we are smoking the Fonseca from uh, my father. This is a very old brand, but a very new cigar, Randy. Have you smoked this one yet, or is this your first time? Uh, this is my first Fonseca, either old or new. And can I just say I love that um – that Jordan's interruption of his dad counted for his uh, his time on the on the round robin. That's all yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. That was you're, actually uh, more time than he deserved. Yeah, if you're gonna be if you're gonna Don't be rude you... and and yell, then we're gonna move right past you. I was trying to bring back those commercials from the early 2000s, and nobody was on board. Was uh... that one? <laughs> that was probably more 90s, but yeah. Oh was one of the, I don't one think of the, that is what he was referencing. Not, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you went to it. So. Uh, I, that's what. It, whenever anybody says old commercials, I think of that and avoid the Noid. Do you remember avoid oh, the Noid? Wow, the I Dominoes? love the Noid. Yeah, totally. They're actually those commercials are back now. I saw one. Uh, no. Yeah, the the Noid is back apparently. Do you guys remember uh, Sega commercials that just go like this? Sega. 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 Did you forget that? That was classic. Mm-hmm. We could. Literally, by the way, do an entire episode of just nostalgia, uh, like 90s to early 2000s uh, TV and commercials, and I would be happy as a clam. We should, oh, uh, I we think we should a start a whole podcast. The Guys, yeah, we're doing the one, you know, the classic Fonseca that has the tissue wrap. has the same problem that, you know, uh, the year the rat had, where you can't get it. Can't get it off. It's it's taped oh. underneath the band. What yeah. the hell? The, yeah, those year of the rats. A couple of those were extremely problematic for me. And I don't know why I keep going Max Hedrum over here, but uh, here. this is we are we're getting eight more closer and closer to the eighties. It's making me happy. <laughs> so, getting, uh, yeah, well, now, now that we're doing it, I mean, just lean in. The just water lean is fine. <laughs> so uh, so Randy, we're pairing this uh, Fonseca. With uh, we are going with Cabernet Sauvignon, and everybody oh, yes. picked everybody picked their own wine this week. So we'll go around the room and and, and uh, talk about wine here a little bit. Just want to get into the cigar a little bit. As I said, my review popped up uh, on CigarDojo.com today. I really I really like this cigar. I've smoked like four or five of the Cedros, which is the the size that I reviewed, which I think was what five and a quarter by. Six and a quarter by fifty something. I don't know. It's a, it's a bigger size, bigger ring gauge. Randy, we're smoking. What was the uh, the name of this one today? Corneros, something like that. No, that's wine. We are smoking. Hang on, I got it in my pocket. This oh, just the just the Bellicoso. Not it doesn't have a special name. It's just a Bellicoso. What well, what was in your pocket? <laughs> Notes. No, the uh, hello. Oh, what did you think this was? It's, thanks. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> answers in my pocket. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that before in my life. It's the answer is always Randy in my pocket. Um, that's that's a little weird, but uh, let's move on. Um, so this uh, brand new brand new cigar from my father, Fonseca. The name is a has Cuban roots going all the way back to like the 1800s. Um, the the word mark in the U.S. was owned by the Casada family 
for um, what about 50 years, give or take, Jordan, something like that. Is that about right? I wasn't listening. Sorry. I know that's perfect. <laughs> I just figured you, you were the one who edited my review, so you, I don't have it pulled up. But uh, the, the Fonseca family uh, owned the the word mark in the U.S. for about 40 years, 45 years. 50 yeah, I, think years. It was the, I think it was the six, six, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. What did I say? The Fonseca family. Oh, a cons- the Casada family. I said Casada earlier. Anyway, too many words, too many names, too many families, too much stuff going on. Um, words. So, uh, yeah, words. Indeed, they are tough. Uh, so I think uh, late 2019, the uh, the folks over at my father uh, purchased the rights Can't to the Fonseca hear. purchased the rights to the Fonseca name um, from Casada, and uh, just about like nine months later, they released this cigar, which was kind of right smack dab in the middle of COVID, Randy, like September of 2020. So it's been out for, you know, six, seven months now, eight months. I don't know what the math is there. Um, came out, and I think, six different sizes. Um, this is a really, I, I really dig the band. It's got that kind of my father look to it. You know, they, they tend to do a lot of gold, and they have that pink and that uh, kind of tealish color in there. Uh, but they, they kept that Fonseca F which is uh, very prominent and um, just a very good-looking cigar. Has uh, what is? What, let me pull up the specs here. I gotta got to say, it. Robbie, I'm going to say yeah. that normally I'm not a huge fan of the standard my father look, but you're right. It looks good with with the Fonseca F in it. I think this is better than a standard. I my yeah. I I'd have to say that. Normally, I'd say, eh, you know what? Like, it's kind of weird, but this one it looks very nice. Well, you said it in your review, Robbie, that this is just an exact cross between my father and Fonseca. Like, if you yeah. have to imagine. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, sorry. Cross. It's a very, yeah, very good marriage of, uh, of two kind of classic uh, looks. I think Fonseca is a bit more classic than my father because my father hasn't been around quite as long, but. Um, we all know that look of, of my father and that, that classic Fonseca F. It really does. It just looks really cool. If I didn't know anything about cigars and I was in a cigar shop, I would buy this. Just because I feel like if I'm smoking this, I'd look like I know what I'm doing. This, this <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like it just oh, yeah. looks like it just looks like uh, it's some high-end pinky up kind of stuff. Um, and the MSRP on these isn't, isn't too bad. It's between like seven and 11 bucks, I think, uh, depending on the size. Uh, Nicaraguan shade grown. Corojo 99 Rosado wrapper. That's a specific uh, oh. wrapper, isn't that? It is. It's very specific. Very specific. They just uh, they should they didn't tell us the date that these uh, leaves <laughs> were picked. But other than that, we have all the info that we could possibly need. Uh, Nicaraguan binder uh, over Nicaraguan fillers comes from the My Father uh, SA factory. Very very cool cigar. I really really dig it. It's it's interesting though. We've talked a little bit, Randy, about. The idea of spicy and what that actually means um, is is Dogecoin still going up? I have some. No, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> so some people don't understand when to use to the moon. Okay, and Ooh. and, and if, when you're talking about Doge, when we've had such big spike days, and then you're on this group thread, Castle Crew, and and like these guys just enjoy the meme. So they post the meme. They're like to the moon, and like I'm in the middle of a work meeting. I'm like, everyone, hold on, hold on. We gotta stop the meeting because I gotta, I gotta check my account. And like, and it, it, it hasn't moved. It's like down a, a quarter of a penny. And they're just like, yeah, to the moon. I don't think they actually Randy, know what it means. It's just fun. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> it's it's up from a couple days ago, and so is Ethereum right. is rocking. Jeez, yeah, that's, Ethereum that's, is killing. That's where it's at. We we need to. Uh, what was the what was the show we were going to start? Sticks and stocks or something. I don't know. Sticks yeah. and stocks. Sticks yeah. and stocks will break your bones. Sticks and stocks can break your bank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's oh, it. That's, that's it. And uh, that's do it. not uh, we we do not give any financial advice here on uh, Flavor Odyssey. Uh, follow at your own risk. Uh, okay. Although although Randy will guarantee all of your investments. <laughs> um, so I, I, can we get back to can I con- continue to yes. talk about? Keep, please, please. I apologize. You, you put the little doge there for me, and I get distracted easily. I, indeed, indeed you do. Indeed you do. So do I. Um, so Randy, we've talked about the concept of spicy a little bit, right? Because it could be a bunch of different things. And to say something is spicy is really not saying anything at all because there's a lot of different components that could make it spicy. So I think this cigar, we talked about doing something that was spicy and we picked this because, at least during our conversations, because it's a pepin cigar, it's gonna have that black pepper spice, and it does. Uh, not as much as some of the others. I think the the spice that really stands out in this more so is that more cabinet spice kind of vibe. Uh, I think I, I referenced uh, uh, grandma's baking spices or something like that in my review. Um, and it is that's the the style of spicy I think that we're really getting from this cigar. You get a lot of that black pepper on the retrohale throughout. Uh, it's much stronger at the beginning and kind of tails away at the end for me. But um, I think we're going in a different direction. I think with this this type of spicy. Yeah, I could see that it it isn't uh, it doesn't quite have that uh, that sharp bite of the black pepper you know esteli uh, tobacco that uh, some of the more accentuated uh, Don Pepin Garcia um, is so well known for. Uh, we talked a lot about wanting to to bring in a, um, a my father's cigar into this. Uh, into this segment for spicy because he is so classically known for that black pepper. But, uh, I, but I would agree with you. I think you, you definitely, I'm getting more of a, of kind of a snickerdoodle or, or gingerbread cookie yeah, kind, yeah. Kind, kind of, uh, spice mix. I wouldn't say that, uh, a, lo- a lot of times when I'll, when I'll reference those spices, um, so often, uh, cinnamon will, will kind of be the dominating one. I think this is a real, like, uh, kind of, uh, a strong breadth of different spices where, where, where I don't think any of them are like so discernible that you can pick one out so much over the other. There's definitely like um, maybe some gray spice, not quite as light as white spice, not quite that like fresh cracked uh, black spice, but you definitely get a spiciness, but it's not so overpowering that it allows those cabinet spices or baking spices to, uh, to really, um, kind of have you chase them down as you're as you're it's fun trying to think of like which ones am i am i picking up specifically i get that with a lot of like spice brown ales around the holidays where you're trying to like uh you know decipher which which spices did they actually add to this um i'm, I'm getting that same kind of like uh curious fun just like thinking about it more which draws more attention to the cigar in general yeah absolutely that's a good way to put it and i think um i didn't reference this as a pairing I think I just referenced the brown ale because I think Cigar City Maduro would pair really well with this. But I think if you bring if you pulled out one of those spiced brown ales around Christmas time would be a really nice pairing with this. Yeah, there'd be a, a, a really really uh, pronounced flavor hook. Um, but to me, yeah, it's a sweeter spice. It's there's some cinnamon in there, like you said, snickerdoodle. 
Um, there's, uh, it reminds me a bit of the uh, ginger snap cookies that my wife makes that are, have a lot of molasses in there, which yep. is molasses doesn't really have a spice to it, but um, it's that, that kind of earthy or sweet yeah. uh, is, the way, is the way that I think of that. Um, and so it's, it's, it is a spicy cigar, but it's not spicy in the sense that, like we talked about, I think Eric asked us, it was either last week or the week before, when somebody says this cigar is spicy, what's the first thing you think of? And for me, it's black pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's usually when people are going to say, hey, this is spicy. That's what they're talking about. And that's definitely there. I don't get much black pepper, maybe a little peppercorn kind of flavor on the palate. But the, most of the pepper spice uh, to me is on the retrohale. So if you're mm-hmm. not retrohaling, I think if you're not retrohaling any of your, your Pepin cigars, you're missing out on a very large flavor component. If you're not retrohaling, you've probably never tasted a cigar before. <laughs> I would yep. say, I would say, boys, I, this is the way I would prefer. This is the way I would prefer it. If somebody said spicy, I would prefer that they were talking about cabinet spices. And if somebody mm. was trying to describe uh, peppers, I would prefer that they said peppery, uh, because because of that, you know. Because of the fact that pepper and regular cabinet spices are so different, I, I want to know more specifically. So I'd rather they say pepper. And then in pepper, it even gets confusing because you have like you like red, red flaked pepper, like you get on like a pizza or something. Yeah. Or you have so like good. a bell pepper, and then in the bell pepper, you've got all kinds of range too. More earthy, like red yep. pepper, and and those like bell peppers are like more of an earthy flavor. Right. Yeah, yeah no, but, uh, but but it does cut it in half. I mean, you're you're totally right, Jordan. You still do have a spectrum of, of peppers, but but I like that, Eric. You know, a spicy being more uh, more specific for for one side over the other, it at least breaks it up into smaller categories. Now, I do think that this range. cigar sort of has both, so you're kind of safe either way. This in the smaller, I I'm just getting into this, but I kind of like the the larger Cedrus better so far. This little teeny guy. Um, the spice is almost more like burnt nutmeg, like a, mm. kind of astringent on the tongue. Oh, oh. yeah, that's uh, that doesn't sound all that pleasant, actually. That's kind of the main thing. It's. I'm getting just since we're talking <clears throat> about what we're getting, I'm getting sort of this wet concrete kind of note in my cigar, and it to me that's not one of my most favorite uh, flavors, um, but that's what I'm getting so far. So can, wait, can, can I? Can, add, yeah, yeah. Let's. We need to dig. <laughs> we both have follow-up questions. I have questions. Yes. I have questions. So are, are we talking about like the smell of rain? You were, like yeah. were, you, were you were to lick your driveway? No, like or you know, like, if, you, like the smell. Yeah, the smell it's, after it's it springtime and it's been raining and it's kind of hot and the water on the pavement makes that basically just mineral minerally sort of flavor that's what i'm getting right now that's interesting i, yeah. I didn't get much mineral vibe out of uh the cedro cedro smoke i'm not really getting well, it here they, either this, but this corona that's is interesting. Uh, quite a bit different i would say yeah interesting yeah is is that a uh flavor descriptor you've ever used before eric uh, yeah yeah i, I use it a lot i use that in reviews constantly Maybe you should try reading some re- uh, reviews on uh, CigarDojo.com, Randy. I, don't, I know you're not familiar with reviews. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dojo does reviews? <laughs> well, some of, us do. some of us do. Some of us do. Why am I not involved? Is that what you just said? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. 
That is that is absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, that's that's okay. This kind of brings up a question that I don't know if because I think it might derail what we're doing, but I'm going to ask you guys this anyway. And maybe this is a question for the audience to chime in on too. When you have a cigar, a specific blend that comes out in this is what in six different sizes, I think. Do you want mm. the different sizes to be different experiences, like mm. uh, this cigar apparently, or do you want them to kind of all give an expectation that they're going to be pretty similar throughout? Because mm. I mean, some uh, cigars are they have kind of a core blend, and I mean, you could talk to different blenders about this. They have a kind of a core blend, and they stick to it. And it's just, you just change the ratios a little bit depending on the size. And some other blenders, like Claudio, would always, uh, for, at uh, Mombacho, would always uh, blend, formerly of Mombacho, uh, would always blend the um, cigars to the Vitola. So the, the blends would change pretty drastically, but they would smoke relatively similar throughout. That was kind of his goal. Uh, I uh, like, but some brands do it differently. There's pros and cons to both. I, the, I, I kind of like the way when they blend to each Vitola, and it's it's kind of an old world way to do it, and it gives you something to grasp onto. Like, oh man, my my favorite size in that line is this. It's like you, there's actually flavor, different flavor experiences to be found within each brand, which. I mean, in, in for Cuban cigars, you kind of need that because there's not a lot of options out there, right? So you got to yeah. dive dive in deep. But on the other hand, sometimes you just want the cigar to taste good and dependably, no matter which size you grab. I don't have yeah, a preference. Yeah, for me, I, I feel like even when they, they just stick to the same ratios and change it, you are going to have little nuances. To me, I feel like it's a cooler experience to know that, like, this is what the same blend tastes like in – you know, uh, a 46 versus a 54, um, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I actually prefer it when it's, they try and make it the same, but the size forces a change myself. I mm. think it all depends on how much you either liked or disliked the first Vitola that you tried. For instance, I had yeah, the, fair. I had the Aladino uh, Cameroon Toro, did not like it at all. And I am, a, okay, so before people freak out and start yelling at me again on social media, I am a big Aladino fan, probably the biggest Aladino fan on the face of the earth. I love that brand. But that Toro Cameroon was not good. However, had it in the Lonsdale, it was Fire. fantastic. So after I had the Toro, I wanted the other Vitola, uh, Robbie, to be different, Um and, and it was, and it was fantastic. Now, let's take the regular Aladino Corojo. I didn't want the other Vitolas to be different because I loved it. I was like, I love it so much. I hope the Toro's the same as the Robusto. I hope the, you know, the uh, Lancero is the same. So I guess it kind of depends on whether you like or dislike yeah. that particular Vitola. Now, what gets yeah, me is good point. when some brands, they'll take it a step further than just changing the... Uh, the priming, etc. They'll actually they actually put in like a different varietal for uh, the binder, or there's it's a, like a totally different blend. I, that seems a bit too far. Like mm, you got to no. make you got to make that a new brand at that point. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on how um, how your brand is set up. Like Davidoff, for example. I mean, they have a bunch of different cigars that are pretty much the same blend, but uh, like a hundred different sizes. And they're all named something different, and so it's they're all kind of their each own individual cigar. And I feel like Skip kind of does the same thing with, with uh, at Romacraft with his stuff, where it's they're 
the size, the specific size of a specific blend is kind of its own entity, its own thing. So if, if you set, if you kind of start out that way, and like you said, uh, Jordan, about, um, about Cubans, like you, you talk about the, uh, the money number two, like it's, you don't think of it as just one size of these, of the Monte Cristo line. You think of it as it's the Monte number two, it's right. that cigar. Right. You so know what I mean? That's a great example. Yeah, so that's and that's a good way to put it. So it's but it also but it, so it's kind of different for a company like my father that has a myriad of different cigars and a bunch of different sizes of each one. So the goals might be a little bit different. I've never really thought about it that way actually. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of an interesting thought. You kind of wonder like how many of the brands really think that through like, you know, are they really really thinking through like you know what is this going to be like in the Lonsdale? Da da da. Like when they when the, all when the brand comes out and they have like all the Vitolas come out at the same time, right? That's one thing. But then how about like you know lines that come out over time, over even several years? You'd think like all right, they've had like a couple years to like think this Lonsdale through, right? Like mm-hmm. you'd think all right, they they've really put some thought into this Lonsdale. It should be super good. Because it they, they didn't release it with the rest of them, they're releasing it now. So I'm I have this expectation that they've really put a lot of thought into like the Lonsdale version of the cigar. Whereas when a a brand comes out and they've got all the Vitolas at the same time, you know I don't I don't know how much thought they really put into each. I'm sure they they would all say that they put a ton of thought into every single Vitola. That's what they'd say. But did did they? You know I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just an interesting it's an interesting topic, and we could I feel like we could talk about this for a long time. Uh, so let's I'll I'll dial it back in, and we'll start talking about the wine. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting interesting thought. I mean, I think to me it feels like smaller brands are going to attack each Vitola a bit differently than like a larger brand would, because that each size in each blend for a smaller brand means a lot more. Like y- you need your Lancero, for example, or your uh, uh, whatever, uh, your Robusto to be really good, like your flagship. But with my father, if there's the Petite Corona in this line isn't quite as popular, they're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, hey, Robbie, I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, the, a, a, a new line comes out from any cigar maker, and they've got you know four or five Vitolas, all the major ones, right? They've got the Toro, the Robusto, Bellicoso. Maybe a, throw a Lancero in there, um, Churchill sometimes. What what's the one that you would say like I'm gonna, I, I need to try this one version of it. Like what would be the first one you'd gravitate towards? Uh, for me, it, this is just based on conversations that I've had with. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, Eric. You probably had these same conversations. Most blenders blend to a Toro, from the experience that that I've had. So that's probably if I wanted to get the like what I feel like their core expression of what they're trying to achieve uh, would probably be a Toro. Yeah, probably that or Robusto, right? Like one of those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about what about you, Randy? Core you, what, size. Is there one that you would pick? Yeah, I'm. To... Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I go back and forth. I do enjoy a Toro. There's something satisfying about the the smoke output and and the uh, and the size and length of time it takes to smoke it, but I typically find that flavors a little bit more, a uh, little bit more concentrated and enjoyable out of a long sale. Yeah. 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 Randy and I are, sorry, I was just, I was trying to say it with you. 
Yeah, yeah. Not, not well, run you over. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm a I'm a Lonsdale uh, fan. Corona Gordas are are great. I like Corona size, but but yeah, something something magic between that 46, 48 ring gauge uh, size and and then having the you know, five and three quarters to six six and a half um, or six and a quarter really uh, length to keep it cool really allows you to get like that strongest flavor in, in my opinion. You and, are, it do, and it does it does vary it it, it does change by, by it's gonna by change by blend, but uh, but yeah that's that's probably the sweet spot for me. You are you are ready for the Jedi trials, young Padawan. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Lonsdale for me that's where it's at. Lonsdale Fino, whatever you want to call it, that's uh, that's the size that if they make that, that's the size that I'm gonna gravitate towards. But uh, if I to answer your question truly, Eric, I think I would probably go with a Toro. Yeah, what, what did you just say? A Fino? Is, is that another name for that Vitola that I'm not familiar with? It's, yeah, Fino. Um, that's what we called it at, at Mombacho. We called it it's a Lonsdale Fino. It's kind of the same. 4x46, 4x48. <clears throat> or, uh, sorry, 6x46. Six six right, by 40. right. Not 4. That's 4 yeah. would be like a petite Corona right, type right, scenario. Right. Um, anyway, let's get, into, uh, let's get into the wine. We're uh, drinking... Cabernet Sauvignon, Randy, and this is where you get your chance to shine. Uh, I will just, uh, while you're puffing away on your cigar there, I will let everyone know that I went with the Banshee just because I liked the label. I thought it was really cool. And, Eric, I think you pointed this out once before. There was no cap on this, so you just... Oh, yeah. I just, I dig that look. I, I don't know why, I just kind of dig that, but... I do, uh, too, This man. is a 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon Paso Robles... Um, uh, from uh, Banshee Wines in Sonoma, California. It is uh, rather fruit-forward, a lot of dark cherry notes, Randy, um, and uh, maybe it's like some stewed stone fruit vibe that's going on in there. Uh, but that's what I'm getting. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, sure. Uh, so Cabernet Sauvignon is the uh, is the most popular wine in the world uh it was actually it wasn't until 1996 that the true origin of cabernet sauvignon was actually really discovered and and, and publicized that uh that in the 17th century in the late 1600s uh an accidental um marriage between two uh varietals the cabernet franc and the um and the I can't believe I just drew a blank. Um, so and the Sauvignon Blanc. Never happened. Before. Uh, poor Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's hot today. Did you so, see? So, did you see the smoke start to come out of his ear right there? <laughs> oh, I, 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 was, I was really irritated. I, I know these varietals pretty well. Uh, so the Cab Franc and the um, and the Sauvignon Blanc grape accidentally bred, and it, it came out as a Cabernet Sauvignon. It is a thicker skin, which has a higher tannin content. It has more of the the um, the coloring to give a deeper, redder, richer color. Um, it's also a hardier uh, agricultural product, so it, it was less susceptible to, to disease. It grew just uh, with less tending to. And so at first, it wasn't even really for the, for the properties that it lent to wine. It was originally preferred once they figured out that they had accidentally um, bred a whole new varietal was just it, 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 it was a, a bumper crop 
So it, it uh, harvested really well. It grew really well. And it was, it was a few years later that they actually found out that it was um, adding more tannins, more color, uh, more richness, which, um, again, those extra tannins and, and that beefier, uh, rich uh, character that's coming from the skin made it ab able to stand up to uh, a longer oak aging process. And so, like, if you put too light of a wine into oak for a long time, it will just become oak. And you won't mm. taste any fruit whatsoever. It'll just overpower the wine. Um, but as we've talked about on this show, you know, the, the longer aging process allows that microoxidation, allows it to become more complex with time. And so it's, it, you know, it's really a, a balance and a dance of wanting to keep it in the barrel as long as you can without to over, totally overpowering it with oak. And so Cabernet Sauvignon is known as one of the oakier, more tannic uh, wines because it's able to sit on that oak longer. It's able to extract and, and carry more of that oakiness. Um, and so it brings more oak, but it also has that big fruit character and big tannic character. And so it's a very, very big, bold and beefy wine uh, in general. And so uh, it, uh, one of the stories, I don't know how how commonly known this is you know working in the wine industry we always heard this and also living you know Robbie and I live about 30 minutes south of, of the Napa wine region but uh, but in 19 or, or I'm sorry in um, in yeah, 1976 is when Napa really came onto the scene globally as they had been known as a great uh, uh, area and region for winemaking and people were respecting their wines but at the time, it was it was like it wasn't even a discussion. French wines were just better, and so in 1976, there was uh, a, a big competition in France where they invited uh, uh, Californian wineries to be involved, and it was called the Judgment of Paris, and it was uh, it was actually a wine shop owner who refused to carry American wines at the time. He only carried French wines, and it was this big uh, international competition. And uh, a lot of people actually rumored that uh, that this that this um, that the man that created the event did it to kind of show that French wines were better. And so a lot of people assumed he just invited the Americans just to like prove that uh, what he had believed that French wines were the best in the world. And across the bar, um, every single uh, you know, in the competition, you've got your red wines, you've got your blends, you've got your cabs, you've got these different segments. In every single segment and, and judging of the entire competition, American wines, Napa wines specifically, absolutely took first place. They, they won the day. Um, and it was a huge global um, thing that, like, like you said, at the time, it wasn't even a conversation. Everyone just knew that French wines were better uh, until this fateful day in, in 1976. And, uh, and because of that, you know, the, the whole global market changed. They all started, uh, you know, having higher demand for Napa Valley wines, especially Napa Valley cabs, which at the time were known to like only be best from Bordeaux. And uh, it kind of changed the wine industry forever and, and, and built up and created all this uh, attention and energy going into building some of the massive wines that, uh, wineries that we have today in the Napa Valley. And so uh, uh, it's, it's a very special varietal for that because it, it had such a huge effect. And, um, and so th those, are, those are the main attributes and things to know about uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. So they, they are fantastic from the Bordeaux re region of France. But um, 
but yeah, Napa is number one in the world. <laughs> no, that, Randy, that was that was uh, very that was that was totally on point, man. There's there's actually if if anyone's interested, uh, there's a movie called Bottle Shock <clears throat> that came out I think uh, in the mid to or early 2000s, like 2000. Oh, it's 2008 actually, uh, starring the uh, the late great Alan Rickman, one of my favorites, uh, that tells the story, and it's uh, Chateau uh, Chateau Montalena is the name of the winery that uh, that was the one that that won. Uh, mm. Vintner was uh, Jim Bartlett, but uh, the film is actually pretty good. If uh, if you have any interest, Chris Pro- Chris Pine is in it. The the great Bill Pullman, fantastic Bill Pullman, Dennis Faria, great cast. Uh, anyway, good film. If uh, you're interested in that story at all, uh, Randy, what is it that you're uh, that you're drinking there, buddy? Uh, so I went with. Uh, I had to go with something from uh, Alexander Valley. Uh, this is the Sebastiani. I also picked it due to the um, to the label. I don't know if you'll be able to see this or not, but I figured it was mm. appropriate since we were drink, smoking a papine. The S used by Sebastiani. Is the identical S as Saints and Sinners Rotatuahe. So yeah, as soon as I saw that, it was like the identical type font. Parody um, law, baby. <laughs> That's parody <laughs> law. Uh, yeah, so I, so Randy, you said it, it. You said it had to be from Alexander Valley. Why? Oh, because the S. I was just I was just vamping while I was picking up the bottle. It was just extra words when they Got weren't it. needed. Thanks. It was, pointing it, was, it, was, out. it was just filler. Well, you said it with <laughs> with conviction, so I bought it, and so I was I curious. Do, like, baby. yeah, no, that's 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 half a life, just showing up and pretend like you know where you're going. Uh, Eric, uh, Jordan. Actually, I'll go to Jordan because I I, I ignored Jordan earlier. Uh, Jordan, Uh-oh. what do you? What are you guys drinking? Here you well, go, I, well, I, <laughs> okay, I'm say because he bought it. I don't I don't know what it is. I'm just drinking it. This is a. Uh, it's called Rabble, and it's from the. Uh, the um, Musia Ranch. It's a Paso Robles. <laughs> Paso 2017. Uh, it was very, very highly rated. That's a cool label. It's a cool label. And so I said, hey, I'm going to get that because it has a cool label. With wine, the, the, I pretty much just buy, buy exclusively by the label. Yeah. You're, buying, you're buying the label. That looks like the label of The Prisoner, which is a very popular it red does, wine. It does, yeah. Prisoner's <clears throat> great. But yeah, that was, that was why I ended up with the Banshee. It just looks kind of... Cool. Aggressive. I like aggressive birds. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it is, it is an interesting conversation. Uh, you, you know, in, in beer, we talked we talked for years about um, one of the biggest fears of the beer industry for the longest time has been what we call the winification of beer, which is the the lack of um, of brand equity and the fact that just you know the most eye catching label is going to you know outsell something else but you know you when you think about beer and you think about the the brands you know we talked about the uh the you know, fun we had on, on the trip you know talking about you know the classics the sierra nevadas and the firestone walkers and like you know that you're more likely to see a brand new beer from firestone walker and know oh, i like firestone walker so i'm going to try one of their beers regardless of style or anything else and uh that's definitely a challenge that um, the wine industry has faced, and so I think it's kind of interesting that um, that there is a conversation because not everybody does love that all the my father bands look so similar, but one could argue that without knowing that brand and having my father brand equity, it's so 
eye-catching. It's so similar across our whole portfolio. Um, there could be a marketing argument that it, it's uh, it's a strong it's a strong move. What say you? It's, it's uh, funny when you it's funny that you say that though, Randy, because like the brands that you think have of all of their their cigars look very similar across the board are like the biggest brands. Like my father is a huge huge brand. Um, Padron. Padron, yep. Huge, huge brand. You'd Fuente? recognize Arturo Fuente from Fuente? The I, I yep. can't tell Fuentes apart unless someone right. explains it to me, and I, I need like a, a YouTube video on someone to tell me what uh, what Fuente I'm smoking. So there there is. And uh, you could say that maybe that that's because of an uneducated consumer. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought too. But uh, when you say that the 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 winification of beer, but you could talk about it with cigars too. I mean, people buy, we all buy with our eyes, and you walk into a humidor if you don't if you don't know cigars the way like when I walk in to buy wine, I'm the guy walking into the humidor that's looking for the shiniest band, more or less, and it's it kind of works both ways and it's in the same or it works the same way in both industries. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you were going to say something, well, and I cut you off. I just. I think I was gonna say something like, "There's, there's kind of two different avenues we're taking here. Like, one is um, having a consistent feel across your brand, but a, enough differentiation to explain what cigar is different from the next. Uh, I think a good example is Camacho. They all look the same, but yet, oh, red is Corojo. I know that. Blue is Ecuador. I know, I know the different. I, I know that they're all Camacho. They all look the same, but there's enough differentiation. Same with." Um, Romacraft, they do a good job of like, yeah. I can mm. tell the different colored bands and I know what they are. My father, I don't think that they do that. They all have the same band, and and th- this is kind of the other way. Like it, it's it's too similar. There's not there's nothing to differentiate. I couldn't tell you the difference between the Judge, the La Promesa, uh, La, La Apalencia. They all look the same. They all almost have the same ingredients as well. Um. <laughs> that's a different story that's, that's a, different a different story, story yeah <laughs> it's, but, but it's funny none of us mentioned davidoff and, and davidoff's all davidoff does a great job of that yeah it's yeah i mean identical it's, band yeah right stars. i mean they're, they're they're changing a bit as sure. you know as they're introducing newer stuff but uh, i mean these are these are gigantic these are gigantic brands and so they must be doing something right there's there's some uh consumer uh, psychology at work here that uh there's there's a dicey subject to jump into if you want if you're in, in marketing at all jump into consumer psychology uh, it's a rabbit hole of you'll be convinced uh, that you're doing everything right and everything wrong and you'll end up with gray hair in your beard almost nobody does it better than Perdomo I will say Perdomo capitalizes on every aspect of the shelf appearance oh uh, that's that's they they got the best shelf talkers in the business. And uh, shelf talkers uh, are the the little cardboard. Yeah, the, the, I was well the danglies. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, the 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 little cardboard uh, cutouts that, that hang off the front of the boxes that have they do such a great job with um, with their shelf talkers, all the gold embossing and, and everything, and their bands look great too. And their cigars have gotten significantly better in my opinion, so that that actually helps. But um, Anyway, we, let's let's get back. We can start talking a little bit about the pairing, Randy. Um, what are your what's what's the vibe of your wine? Is it more fruit forward? Do you have a little bit of spice in there? So what, so, what's, my, uh, so my, mine, uh, when I smelled the cork right as I uncorked it, I mean That's it was just a question I wanted to ask. I that was you, all all day. Randy, I thought top. you had something that you were gonna say. 
I was literally talking when you interrupted. Tonight's episode, just as every episode this year, will be brought to you by our good friends at Drew Estate. We are both proud and honored to have Drew Estate as a partner, as we are, as they were able to dominate the industry once again and was were selected as the 2020 Cigar Dojo Brand of the Year. Are you ready for next Thursday? The newest Ultra Premium Limited Cigar release will be announced. Additionally. Drew Estate will be giving away some of the most amazing prizes we have ever seen given away. I mean, they're giving away dirt bikes, Drew Estate custom bars, and stand-up cabinet humidors. Have you snagged your freestyle live event pack from a participating retailer yet? Do you even know how to find a participating retailer? Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash freestyle live 2021 to find one of these amazing retailers and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of our absolute favorite Drew Estate retailers is responsible for sponsoring every one of the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. And that is Smoke In. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. Randy, I just looked down at my phone and saw six texts from Eric saying, Randy's read, Randy's read, Randy's read. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, my friends. I kind of had to force that one because, you know, we're, you know, 45 minutes in and just I want want that read. I I got to have my read. We had so much good content. We were having such a good time yep. conversating it's with true. each other about these topics uh, that you could say that I was doing such a great job as a host that we all forgot that Randy had to do his read. Is it your primary role as host to help us segue from one segment well, into another? See, that's what I said earlier. It's like you're going to be convinced that you're doing your job really, really well and doing a terrible job at the same time. I, it's what I, you know. I, I have to do one thing or the other. I, no, Randy, I, it was a very nice read. Very nice read. Well, well, I do have well, a question. You. I have yes. a question about the yes. freestyle event. Oh are, yeah. Are we eligible to win? Because I have, I have my Not prize. Raffle. I, I have my raffle ticket. Can I win? I was literally thinking about that today. Is like, did, did Jack? I mean, I, I would donate it like, to somebody else. Like but, list you know. off, uh, you know, the ones that he sent us and disqualify those. I'm hoping that I win. I'm not giving it away. I'm keeping the dirt bike if I get one. I'm keeping the humidor. If I, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm keeping the bar, too. So it doesn't really matter what I win. It's mine, baby. So I, I hope we're eligible. <laughs> How about this? If, if, if I win the dirt bike or the humidor, you can have it. If you win the bar, I can have it. You have a bar. Yeah, but I could use another one. <laughs> you can always use another bar. No, we, we, put, we put the bar in, in lot B because lot B, new and improved, Randy, Hopefully 2.0. soon, 2.0, 2.0, 2.0 we will soon. be, uh, now that we finally got my microphone figured out and I've got the headphones going, but you guys won't have to look at my garage anymore. You won't have to see the R Doge sign behind my head. Everyone uh, loves the Doge, all right? Of course. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't <laughs> they? Um, no, another fantastic read, So that was, read, that was the question. I, I was going to tell you, you asked me about my wine. Um, mm. Mine, as soon as I smelled the cork, it was oak, all day oak. 
It, it definitely has some black cramp, black uh, blackberry notes to it, but it is uh, very earthy. It's spicy. It's uh, a very, very full flavored. Um, and so I'll just get into uh, how it's pairing with the cigar um, since since we have kind of gone long a little bit here. But um, it's fine on time, man. No rush. Yeah, no. Jordan, you know, made, made me feel self-conscious that I wasn't you're, you're doing, doing that You're job. doing just fine. I have a question before we get into the uh, – into the to the pairings because I want to uh, ask the boys in Colorado right. about their wine as well. But so you said sniff the cork. Yep. Now I've been told uh, by multiple, I'll use air quotes, I guess, wine people, uh, some of whom actually produce wine, that sniffing the cork is a very rookie move. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So I was curious, and I was actually going to ask that. I'm not trying to put you on front street. This was something I was going to ask because. I never sniff the cork because at one point when I was younger, somebody told me never to do it. Might have been my you feel subconscious about I, it. I <laughs> looked into this a little bit at one point, and I think that what it, what it comes down to is people used to think that sniffing the cork could tell you if a wine was off, it was, was if it had gone yeah. bad. And nowadays, it's not that sniffing the cork is bad. It's just that it's not thought that that can really tell you if the wine has gone bad or not. So it doesn't you, provide you can, as much info as you think it does. Right. You, there's nothing wrong with doing it. Uh, it's just that it's not gonna. It's not necessarily going to be to tell you that that wine is off. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, okay. So, so there, there, there are things that that could have is certain spoilage, uh, bacteria or wild yeast could have gotten into it, and it would start to become vinegar-like, and you would notice that right away by smelling the cork, and that is literally why. You smell the cork if you go to a high-end restaurant and you order a $100 bottle of wine, I guarantee you uh, any professional uh, wine server would hand you the cork to smell. Um, it is up to you whether you want to or not. Uh, to your point, though, it's not going to tell you everything that there is to know. I like, um, you know, for me, flavor is, a, it is an odyssey. It is like I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a, a detective, like looking for all the cues that I can visually what the legs look like what the color is is it opaque is it brilliant in clarity um you know did i get anything off of the uh, the cork i i would equate it literally to a dry pool on on a cigar um <laughs> uh, I, I, that's that's great. Mitchell says, "Is it like smelling a cigar through the cello?" That is. <laughs> it's a, a fun question, but I would equate it to to clipping. And I and you guys, Eric, you talk all the time about you, you know it's always um, you you lick the uh, tobacco uh, on the foot of the cigar after you've cut it to see if you're picking up saltiness or sweetness. You're looking for for evidence or or, or you know clues as to what's coming. And so, uh, so yeah, I would I would equate smelling the cork to a dry pull off of a cigar. Hey guys, I I got to tell you, when I first got into cigars, the guy who got me into cigars, great guy, his name is Mark, and he he would do this, and this is crazy, but it it's it's a cool story actually, but he would literally, in the morning, he would cut his cigar. His favorite cigar was the uh, Serie R, uh, La Gloria Cubana Serie R, right? And he would cut his cigar in the morning. And all day long, he would not light that cigar, but he would have it in his mouth. And he, he would say, all day, I'm going to court this cigar. I'm going to court it. And I'm going to get to know it all day long. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I'll finally consummate the marriage and light the, uh, the cigar. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually, because that's kind of, 
like like delay what what do they call it like delaying you're kind of delaying your, your the pleasure of yeah. of whatever it is that you're it's not it's not instant gratification it's delayed gratification right so you're you're building it up right. and i can imagine if you're doing that all day and you're just waiting for the oh man i can't wait till i light this cigar up that's going to be the best cigar that you smoked <laughs> right that's hey. such, so no matter what it is maybe that's why you like the Serie R but it's it doesn't matter what it is that you're smoking i'm just kidding i don't even remember what that cigar tastes like just was a fun thing to say but yeah, by the time you get to the end of the day, you smoke that cigar. It's like, oh man, this is the best cigar ever. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's I... interesting, right? That you would you would equate uh, sniffing the cork to uh, to a, a dry a, 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 the dry draw on a cigar. That's interesting. Um, I've I've always, and not that we go to like back when we used to go to restaurants when that was a thing. Uh, it's a thing again, actually. Um, but they would, you know, they'll give you the cork. I would, I would look at the cork just to see if it's, you know, is, is it molded on the bottom? Does it have cracks in it? Because you, you'll see like the little bit of red from the wine that's on the cork. Is that red getting all the way up to the top? Because that tells me that we might have a problem. Uh, but then they give you that little splash in your glass. You swirl it around like you know what the hell you're doing. You sniff it like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get something out of this. And, that's wine for uh, you. <laughs> and, then you, and then you taste it. That's that's kind of where I get the idea. I've never, uh, yeah, just curious. I was gonna bring that up, even though uh, when you said it, you reminded me of it. So, anyway, uh, so how's the uh, the wine treating you boys in uh, in in the dugout there? All right. So if we're getting into the pairing, uh, I will go first and just say I'm gonna give uh, this a thumbs down. Um, well, you're you're kind of jumping the line, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we I don't mean, usually go before them. The, but so so a, the so the wine, uh, super fruity, dark fruit, um, which is seems like a good wine, but unfortunately for me, the cigar is a letdown. It's like uh, like I said, it's all for me. It's very minerally, and does not help the wine. Last week, I think I said that the cigar raised the tide for the Dr Pepper. This week, I would say the uh, wine is is drawing, or I mean, the cigar is pulling the the wine down. It's not a good pairing in my estimation. Jordan, I'm sorry, I'm going thumbs down on. He's going this. thumbs down. I couldn't have said it better. I think I agree exactly with what you're saying. Um, and it's it's this. I don't know if it's his size or what happened, but like I've had multiples of the Cedros, and they are pretty dang good. Very balanced. And a lot of cedar, like you'd expect. But um, this one is dark and, like I said, burnt nutmeg. Uh, you're mm. right with the mineral. There's mineral in there. But it's like lots of, like, if you just took your, your cabinet spices and you just, like, put them all on a cast iron and just left it on there on high heat for too long, that's kind of what this is going on. <laughs> and the wine's, sounds the wine's super good. The wine's, like, like ripe cherry and, uh, and kind of velvety, creamy texture to it. But... Uh, I give the one. I like the wine. Don't like the cigar. Thumbs down on the pairing. Boom. Well, Randy, let's uh, <clears throat> let's bring it back to the pros here, because uh, I, I really just want to know what their wine tastes like, and <laughs> they, they, they they got all you know aggressive jumped, and, and jumped the shark. They did. They did. Um, so, like <laughs> for me, this this is a slightly different experience than the Cedros, which is what the cigar that I reviewed. But I get a lot of the same kind of flavors, but they do feel a bit more muddled. I will say. Um, you know, the, the black pepper spice is, is there, kind of comes and goes on the retrohale, but I'm still getting it, which is a nice counterbalance to the fruitiness of my wine. My wine is very, very fruit forward. Jammy, Randy, if you will, um, is a kind of a played out uh, uh, wine descriptor. 
Uh, I wanted something that had a little bit more black pepper. I have a feeling that your pairing, Randy, is probably the best of the night, uh, given the way that you described it, but I'm curious to see what you think of it. Um, to me, I, 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 don't, I could kind of hem and haw about this, and I could really go either way with, uh, with the pairing. There's, there's definitely the cabinet spice, a little bit of cinnamon note in there, uh, that balances out well. There's still a little bit of, of kind of milk chocolate that balances out well with the kind of fruity cherry vibe that we're getting out of the wine. Um, but it's not the pairing that I was hoping for. I wanted something that had a bit more of an earth component, a bit more of a, a black pepper component to it, which maybe we should have chose a different style of wine. But uh, I know those are things that you can find in, uh, in a Cabernet uh, Sauvignon, but it's just not there for me. Um, so I'm probably going to go thumbs down too. It's not a terrible pairing, but, uh, it's not something where, uh, I feel like the cigar is being elevated at all because I've smoked the cigar plenty of times. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's kind of meh. Yeah. So, um, uh, first of all, address the cigar just because of what, what uh, the guys back in Colorado are saying. I, I think it sounds like this is Vitola specific. Uh, I find this to be a very, very enjoyable cigar. Uh, a lot of really nice flavors. Like you said, uh, I like the balance of it. Um, and uh, the the pepperiness is very restrained. It is more of that cabinet spice. Um, my my wine selection to your point, was much less jammy. There was some black currant, like, undertones, but it was most mostly earthy, spicy. It has more black pepper going on than the cigar does. And so on paper, I could see these going well together. We, we chose this on paper because we thought it would go well together. Uh, for me, my wine is not over, no, not only overpowering uh, oh. the cigar so much so that as soon as I take a sip of the wine, I perceive nothing from the cigar anymore. Uh, and so there's, it just falls flat. There, there's, there's no synergy between the flavors. Um, it's just one, then the other. And it actually takes several puffs of the cigar to kind of uh, penetrate through the lasting, uh, lingering, uh, heavy character from the wine. Both excellent. I love the wine. I love the cigar. They're not great together. This, this isn't doing anything uh, special. We don't, we're not getting... Uh, greater than the sum of its parts. So that's a thumbs down for me. And, um, but, but again, both fantastic independent options. I would love to try, you know, it would probably take a darker cigar with uh, maybe a little bit more spice. I'm sure there is something in the Pepin uh, portfolio that, that I could find that would pair well with this wine. I might do so on the uh, Castle Crew once we get off the air here tonight uh, and see, see if I can take another shot at this. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'm. Left you know what on, I would go with thing. with this wine, EPC Pledge, baby. Mm. Ooh, Come yeah. On. Guys, we're getting a we're getting a lot of thumbs down on Facebook uh, on this yeah. pairing. And look, it seems like a lot of people got the the appropriate pairing, and almost seems unanimously uh, thumbs down on this. By the way, I, I don't know, Jordan, is this the first time that all four Ooh, of us? Maybe you. That's and a good call. All four of us have had this th- at least this season. Thumbs down. Yeah, that's deal. yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Le Bijou would be a, a really good pairing. And Randy, we actually talked about that cigar. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, in the running. We we wanted to do the Fonseca because it was newer and fun, yeah. and uh, you even went through the extra effort of doing the review for it. So uh, so yeah, we're we're sorry that uh, this didn't come off this, quite like Randy, like we had hoped. Randy, no, we don't apologize. 
Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I we just try did. stuff out. No, I just we, did. we don't apologize. I think we, we, there's a lot to learn, uh, <laughs> and I'm being a little bit facetious, but there's a lot to learn from this. I think I think Cabernet Sauvignon is a good pairing for cigars. I would want to go with something that has a, a nice amount, at least for the wine that I'm drinking, that has a nice amount of Esteli Lajero in it. If I've got something that's got a lot of black pepper kicking or even something that's really, really chocolatey, this would be like dessert decadent pairing, right? But if we go with something that's got like a nice pepper kick, you've got those contrasting flavors of you know, that stewed fruit. And it's more of a maybe a fall kind of pairing than it is spring. But um, there's definitely – I think that this is something uh, we should revisit uh, Cabernet Sauvignon uh, in the future for a pairing Ooh. and go with go with something that's this cigar is just not aggressive enough I think yeah. because Cabernet it's, it's somebody said when I was doing the live Randy when I was doing the live <laughs> uh, somebody said uh, when I think of Cabernet I think of steak and that's like that's exactly like yeah that's what I think of too like a nice just get me like a little just just between rare and medium you know I, I'm more of a medium rare guy than a rare guy but you know that kind of in, well, in, you're in a between, rare guy, all right. It, it, yeah, hey, hey now. In between the two. But uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but this cigar is just not beefy enough, Randy. See what I did there? Steak? Beefy? No. If you have to explain it, it's not that good. I, no, um, I picked up on it. I, 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 I was about to uh, – I was preparing to tell you. I actually had a steak dinner ahead of the show tonight. Mm. That's how much I believe that that – I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll ha have me a nice New York strip. Grab the cab, grab the Fonseca. This is going to be a really, really enjoyable, pleasurable night. And we blew it. <laughs> and, 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 and we blew it. Yeah, no, this, and I think with, with this cigar, Randy, what would you, if, if we're talking about pairings, so here's, let me tell you what I, what I said in uh, my review. So I'll buy you a couple of minutes here because this is the first time you've smoked it. So for me, I said with a pairing for this particular cigar, and again, I'm talking about the Cedros that I think, uh, Jordan, I think we can agree it had, a bit, just a bit more flavor across the board. Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely than what you guys smoked, and, and even more, so, or not more so, but uh, more uh, than, than what we had here. I said, um, uh, yeah, Colonel Taylor, E.H. Taylor, uh, straight rye, a little spice from the rye. Uh, Manhattan, I think, would be a great pairing with the cigar. Uh, cigar City Maduro Brown because, because, of course, it just pairs with everything. And uh, Aber Aberfeldy 12 Scotch, which I don't think any of you guys know anything about Scotch. We've talked about this, but Aberfeldy 12 is, gross. it's, it's not Aberfeldy 12 is, you'd actually like it. It's, it's not smoky at all. Um, it has a very even flavor across the board. It would be a, just kind of a nice pairing. That was what I threw out after having smoked this. When you said that spiced brown ale, I think that might be a nice pairing. Um, I wouldn't want to go. I mean, hell, I would say even like a, a Pilsner with this would be a nice pairing, Sure. but, but what do you think? And all those things sound fantastic. I like. I really like the Manhattan idea. I, I definitely think. I, I mean, it, it's it's almost just being lazy to say a, a spice brown ale because uh, it's it's such an obvious fit. I think it would go tremendously. It's well. obvious to you, but not everybody knows that a spice brown ale is a thing. <laughs> I'm not even paying attention. Uh, the uh, yeah, what, what, what you say makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, no, any, any brown ale uh, would be nice. So, something that's not going to overpower it. Um, like I said, that, that was a big thing for, for mine. And uh, and you're, you're right. A Pilsner will go with just about any natural to shade uh, wrapped cigar, I, I, I would argue. Um, 
Only, yeah, yeah, Maduro is just about the only thing that I that I would wouldn't try uh, pairing a Pilsner with uh, for a heightened experience myself. But, Jordan, uh, you've you've smoked several. Of, I'm I'm cutting Randy off because he's not saying anything. He's just he's just rambling. Value. Come on, uh, he's rambling. He's rambling. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag new shirt. New shirt idea. Boom. Uh, we've got like 75 shirt ideas and yeah. no shirts. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, we'll take that conversation offline. Uh, Jordan, you've smoked the Cedrus or Cedros or whatever. Uh, what do you think would pair? Would pair. I mean, beyond the stuff that I mentioned already. Well, I mean, this is going to be, you know, obvious, but just a regular old uh, Old Forester bourbon is about the yeah. sweet spot for me. On I've, that. Jordan, I've got the Old Forester rye right here. <laughs> and it, In a it, stunning it, turn of events. <laughs> The crowd is shocked. <laughs> and it is much, much better, I got to say. Well, I just think that those caramely notes of the bourbon yes. are going to go oh, well yeah. with the, the cedar and caramel baking spices of the cigar. That, 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 and that citrus size, that thing is a, that's a very, if I had to sum that cigar up in like one word, it would just be balanced. That's just a, a very oh, yeah. balanced cigar. It's, um, it's, a re- it's a really good cigar. So I, I would say, and, and Eric, to get to an earlier point, I think that's basically the Toro size. So... Um, I'm always right. We can move forward. <laughs> True. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, this, this pairing, it's not great. I've still worked my way through half the bottle of wine. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, you have. of course I have. Why wouldn't I have? It's neither here nor there. Uh, boys, what is coming up on Friday uh, for Smoke Night? Live? Well, first of all, just a little, just, this is just, a, a, you know, uh, what does Coop say? No rumors, no teasers. Yes. But uh, like teaser you never know if you're going to see a Flavor Odyssey challenge coin show up. It's a possibility. That's a possibility. Ah, Friday. Friday on Smoke Night Live. No no one else uh, could do this but uh, Pedro Gomez from nice. Drew Estate will be on the show because Friday is Dogma Day. So get a, a Maduro Dogma or the new Sun Grown Dogma. We're going to be smoking those all day long. There's probably going to be some really cool, uh, a really cool prize if you uh, can catch my attention smoking either of those dogmas. I would say there will be a cool prize. Uh, there will be an announcement about the dogma on Friday. I can't say what it is, but I'm just saying there's probably going to be some cool announcement on, on Friday for the uh, future, the future of the dogma. And uh, then that night, Pedro will be on the show. And guys, if you've ever seen an episode of Smoke Night Live with Pedro Gomez on the show, you know you've got to tune in because his passion will absolutely, it's, it's intoxicating, right, Jordan? It's literally intoxicating. Pedro's passion for the cigar industry. Pedro's passion. Yeah. Now, I thought uh, 420 was doggy day. Hey, now. Apparently, this Friday is doggy day. Uh, Dogma well. day. By the way, can we make can we make a dojo coin uh electronic <laughs> version? We could probably do can. like an NFT of our logo yeah, or something. Yeah, we should do that. No. Yeah, anyways. Call it, just call it uh, dogma coin. So Robbie uh, Pedro Gomez. <laughs> That's I, I so uh, Jordan just a tip uh turn his mic down. <laughs> uh, if if you'll uh, you'll go back to uh, that was TPE last year, so that was just over yes, a year ago. Right, 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 right. When uh, when uh, when uh, I was I did a quick little interview, and uh, I wasn't much involved really. He took the microphone from me and ran all over the place, and it was uh, it, it blew out your headphones. But uh, <laughs> Pe- Pedro's 
and Pedro's a lot of fun. Pedro was the first cigar uh, uh, cigar safari I went on. Pedro was our guide. So this, I think he was still relatively new at the company at that time. So this was circa 2012-ish, 2011. And uh, he was our guide. That was, dude, I, I, I look back and I think how lucky I was on that trip because it was, the Pedro was the guide. Saka was the one who took us through all the stuff at, uh, at the factory. Um, Jose Blanco was there. We all played poker. We, played, we had a poker night, poker tournament. And the last three people in the poker tournament were me, Saka, and Jose Blanco. Dang. And and Jose Blanco did not know how to play cards. He was he was we're playing uh, no limit hold'em, and he's we get to the end and he's turning over. Oh, I had a seven and a two, and that made you know he had a flush out of his seven and two, which is just like the worst starting hand you could have in poker. But anyway, that was a great trip. Who, who won? Um, uh, Saka and I were the final two, and we just chopped the pot. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, and we ended up. I think we used the money to buy dinner for everybody or something to that effect. It was like a it was like a ten dollar buy in. It wasn't a big tournament. We but we had a lot of fun. Or we may have used it to buy a bunch of booze or something. I don't know what we did. <laughs> I, I don't remember. But it it ended up turning into a big party and everybody had a great time. Um, so whenever Cigar Safari comes back, I don't know when that's going to be. I hopefully it's it's soon. But uh, if you haven't done it, highly recommend it. Um, Randy, what do we have? You look like you're doing something else next week, Randy. We have. A uh, another pairing in the spicy segment, and we luckily do. for you, I know what it is off the top of my head. What it is the Tatuaje Black Label? Now, when you start talking about, I mean, you guys know about me. I'm looking directly in the camera. I rarely do this. Tatuaje, that's <laughs> that's my jam. Which is why I was very, very upset. Uh, not upset, but jealous of what Eric was smoking earlier today. Uh, that was a very special tatuaje that you were smoking, and I would love to eventually someday get my hands on one of those. Uh, what's that, the T100? T110, right? Yeah, yeah the T, right. yeah, it's, yeah, one, yeah, there you go, the 110 or whatever it is. Um, so that's where you're going with the tatuaje black and uh, rye whiskey. Randy, how could we get through the spicy segment and not have rye whiskey? So we are uh, finishing on. A high note. I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan. Can I just give you my thumbs up for next week? Right now. Let's do it. Let's see. Yeah, thumbs up next week. Yeah. Thumbs up next week. Uh, so that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Randy, any parting words of wisdom? Yes, I would like to say thank you to one Mr. Daniel R. As as I, I've I've now determined, if you are going to bomb one of us, if you like reverse engineer to have that bomb show up on a Wednesday just before we go live. You're gonna get a shout out on the show, mm. and so uh, my my man Daniel R, uh, the the grand master, uh, uh, high point leader for Jojo Verse, sent me an amazing package that I'm super super excited about. It goes right along with the spicy segment. I might even mention this on the show just because I think it's fun as 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 we go to wrap up spicy next week um, and kind of talk about what what the spiciness in cigars is. Um, sent me this killer package. Check out Dojo Verse tonight. I'll be posting uh, a big shout out and a thank you to Daniel R on there. And uh, other than that, thanks for tuning in. Awesome, that's fantastic, Randy. You never let us down. Uh, you did say you had something you wanted to say at the end of the show. You said at the beginning of the show you wanted to say something. Was that what you wanted to say? It has to be no, a, but maybe next week. after the it's, show. After the show, it's it. It's in the ether of what you wanted to say. Um, not you, Eric. I know your things after the show. I won't tell anybody. 
Eric has Eric has some big news to tell us after the show. <laughs> and I, I do want to say, if there is a Flavor Odyssey challenge coin, can I please see it before it's created and have some sort of creative input? No, because it's it's literally <laughs> it's been done and it's on its way. So, can't. well, crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that my face is hey, on one side of it. Don't, don't, don't worry. Hey, Eric, just go ahead and send everything to Lot B. I'll make sure that Robbie gets it sure. well before the end of the summer. Sure you yes. will. <laughs> <laughs> well before 2022. Uh, on that note, uh, thanks again for tuning in to another Flavor Odyssey episode. We had a lot of fun tonight. It was a thumbs down, but I we don't we haven't had a lot of those this uh, this season, actually. Um, and I think that... Uh, as I said to Randy, no apologies, because I feel like we learn more from a Thumbs Down episode than we do from uh, one where we all just love the pairing. Like, next week, we're, we're going to learn that Tatuahi Black is a really good cigar, and rye pairs really well with cigars. But <laughs> chances are, Randy's going to get drunk, so it's going to be fun. Um, so tune in next Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, as the Odyssey continues. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues.